Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Talk Screeners. I'm Simo, joined by Jake, say hello Jake. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm also joined by Jed, say hello Jed. Hello guys. And this is normally our preview show, but normally it's normally quite simple for us. We just go by the game week, whatever whatever number every <laughs> every team more or less should have played the games. We go by that, uh, and we do a review and a preview. Oh, well, regular listeners will know that, but can't really do that this week, can we, boys? Because there's game weeks overlapping. So by the time game week eighteen is still being played, game week nineteen starts on a Saturday. So there's Start just so the much pitch. football. There's just so much Start. football. Game week 19 starts as of Saturday, finishes as of Monday night, I think, while game week 18 carries on <laughs> next week into like Tuesday and Wednesday. Do you know what? Hey, the Premier hey, League hasn't right. even approached. The, the Premier League hasn't even approached the Total Screamers to fucking talk about this. <laughs> it's a fucking disgrace. Nothing open with them. They knew this would come in and they've just blatantly ignored us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they won't answer my calls, they won't answer my emails. <laughs> I sent them a fax. <laughs> Completely unacceptable. Premier League. This is on you. Uh, our schedule being so messed up. It's on you. Uh, it's, it's, on the it's one hard. hand, though, on the on the other hand, football every day. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, we are going to become like literally. We <laughs> we are not going to see the sun for the next fucking ten days. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Christmas in the year all over again for us. <laughs> Um, shall we go straight to our first fixture of match week 18? Sheffield United are at home to Newcastle. What are your thoughts on this, Jake? They, uh, well, you know, they won a game, didn't they? And they, it was in the, in the FA Cup. Uh, but, you know, they've won a game now. So can they replicate that in the Premier League? I guess only time will tell, but I can't see <laughs> picking I'm up a win against say, uh, I'm going to say no, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, str- they struggled past League One Bristol Rovers at the weekend, <laughs> um, and 
it's going to be as bad as Newcastle are. It's going to be a struggle for Sheffield United, isn't it? Yeah, but how much, Newcastle, how much better than Newcastle than Bristol Rovers? Andy Carroll scored, though. <laughs> exactly. So he's going to be Andy, Carroll, Andy Carroll's back. Andy Carroll <laughs> is back. He's going to torment Sheffield United at the weekend if he's, or oh, not the weekend, on Tuesday, if he's not absolutely broken by that point. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a bit of prediction for this match, boys. You're going to go Sheffield United, United aren't you? Uh, no, I'm predicting 30 yard overhead kick. Andy Carroll right through Adam Ramsdale's legs. <laughs> Straight over the bar. <laughs> Stranger things have happened, to be honest. Very true. Stranger things have happened. I think there's more chance of that happening than Sheffield United coming away with three points. Yeah. 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 They, they, you know, they're yet to keep a clean sheet in the league. They've lost 15 of 17. I mean, as not as, as poor as Newcastle have been. They haven't been that poor. Um, and well, when I, think, got, I think Newcastle they've got Callum Wilson on the pitch as well. I mean, Newcastle so, get a slightly harder time than they probably deserve. I mean, yeah, you definitely. Can only, you can only piss with that you've got. You know what I mean? He's Bruce's, Bruce's got a certain amount of players. <laughs> and he's got to fucking find a way to get a result. And, you know, that if that's the way... I mean, do you really... Like, does anybody really expect Newcastle to tip up their four-three-three and play supremely <laughs> fluid attacking <laughs> football? They don't have the players for it, but they've got, yeah. they, they do have players of quality in certain areas of the pitch. Obviously, I think um, Cal Wilson. I think he's a, he's a lovely player. Uh, Miguel Amaron's another one for me that I find uh, he gets he gets a hard time in the press. But I, 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 you see decent things from him. He's obviously used to being in the MLS and having to run of things, and I think he's getting used to being in a team that's. Definitely, of of considered the lower echelon mm. of the league that he's playing in, so he has to adapt yeah. his game to that. Uh, but I think Newcastle get a wee bit of, you know, they're not they're not in for relegation, and with the squad they have, you, I don't, no one's looking at that Newcastle squad and thinking top six, are they? Yeah, definitely. No, of course they're they're a solid, you know, middle mid table to lower part of the the table, like sort of top top of the bottom half type side, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I, I think you're right, Samo. They they do get a lot of. A stick. I think it's probably just because they don't really play you know, the most entertaining football in the league. Um, I, I don't think this game's going to be a thriller, to be honest. But as I say, I, I would would be prepared to back Newcastle, you know, a hundred times uh, ahead of Sheffield United at this point. Because yeah, I Sheffield think Bruce will have this in his um, book is is a three points. Surely, boys. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's, if you're if you're a Premier League manager and you're not looking at Sheffield United <laughs> and saying that's three points there, then you're in the wrong job, ain't you? At this point, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, well, I'm just looking at some of the stats from for the game coming up, and and to be fair, Steve Bruce has got a really good um, record against Sheffield United. He's in ten games in the league against them, he's won seven, and he's only lost one. So that's you know it's a pretty good omen in that respect for Newcastle. Um, and I can see them continuing that record personally. I, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. Although I would say that Wilder's got to have this year marked as a game that he gets something from. Mm. I said that about the Palace game, and Roy <laughs> completely had his pants down. Roy, Roy beat him <laughs> every area of the pitch on the day. Um, similar managerial styles, maybe <laughs> from mm. Bruce and Roy. They are that generation of obviously <laughs> Roy is a generation below everybody, but certainly <laughs> 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 the class of um, old, older. Older um, English manager, sort of lower echelon of the league. Um, ah, yeah, I don't, I don't see. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I win in the bag is still a win, right? They got, they got the win, the first win for like 
um, like six months or so. And I see the Sheffield United Twitter put out a post. Yeah, hundred wins for Chris Wilder. <laughs> and, uh, people, everybody was just commenting. How long you had this in the bank? Did you have this made six months ago? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which I thought was absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, a win is a win. Uh, they didn't get it by any sort of easy means. As far as I didn't actually watch the game, I understand from like a, a bit of match reporting that I've read that uh, it was no, it wasn't an easy day for them. Um, for Sheffield United, but we'll see how they go. I'm not going to tear into them too much because they have just come off the back of a win. And to be yeah. honest, it's like it's like it's like punching a kid with a blo- broken glasses at this point. <laughs> 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 got, I have no desire <laughs> to, to lay into Sheffield United any more than I have been doing um, these past two months. It's um, got to the point where we just feel sorry for. Them, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Uh, over to Burnley, Man United. Burnley at home, uh, Man United the Travellers. Uh, what do you think of this one, Jed? Um, I can't look past United here, to be honest. I think they're just on such a good run uh, mm-hmm. that they will have to for Burnley, as good as Burnley are. And you know that they're going to set up to to defend and you know try and take try and get a point out of this game. I think that's going to be the aim for Burnley. But um, for me, United will be too strong. Jake, thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with Jed. Um I think that United have probably got too much for Burnley. Like Jed said, they've been playing really, really well, and they've, you know, they've looked pretty good as well while they've been doing it. And when they've got like so Fernandez and Rashford and stuff like that, who are starting to find form now and and really start to put the chances away and make assists, then it's going to be hard for Burnley. But you know, stranger things have happened, um, and Burnley are a plucky side that that you know like to cause an upset if they can, and I, you know, I. I I'd always back Dice to potentially have something in his back pocket to to cause an issue for United here, but uh, that I don't know. I think United will still have too much for them. Burnley, um, I've been tight margins for the last five games. I've just had a little look at the stack, uh, the stats there. So the the last five games, one 0 against Sheffield United, um, lost lost one 0 to Leeds, uh, mm. got the win over Wolves, big win for Burnley that two one, drew with Villa and one 0 back with the win over Arsenal. That's our, that's the our last five games. So it's narrow, narrow, narrow margins uh, in, the Bur- in the Burnley fixtures. I don't think they're any, by any means, any sort of pushover. I mean, the last five opponents that have come to uh, uh, face Burnley uh, at home, I don't know, they've not had an easy time of it. Uh, I don't think I'll be any different from Manchester United. I think the Burnley players are probably on, if you look at the graph of form, it's probably on the way up rather than the way down. Hmm. They will probably expect to at least, at the very least, um, make it hard for for Manchester United to to come to go there and get and come away with something, I think Dice will probably have this down as a point, as a hard fought point in his book, um, because he is at home and because he probably expects his players to battle it to the last. Uh, Man United can be a wee bit suspect at the back as well. The Burnley players maybe only need one chance if they can go ahead or they can equalise at some point in the game. I think it puts them in with a shout of coming away with a point. I can't mm. see Burnley coming away with a free, if I'm honest. I think Manchester United probably just have a little bit too much for them. Uh, but a, a bit of an interesting one. I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, probably, well, it depends because on the same evening, we go to our next game, Wolves-Everton. Bit of a tasty one, that. No, no. Uh, probably it looking is. to get something from this because he is at home. It is a tasty game. Um, there's two very good sides being put against each other here and um, two sides who I think could could do with a win to mm. maintain their form at this point um, I think we're, we're definitely in for a, a good game 
um, in that you know in that particular fixture. But although I have seen today, uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin's picked up an injury, which won't do any favours for Everton, Huge. unfortunately. Um, it's it's going to be a big miss for them. So it'll be interesting to see how they get around that. Obviously, they've still got quality in the side, but he just adds so much in terms of goal threat. Um, it, I think, it, as I say, it'll be a big miss. I think Wolves would be really happy, though, obviously, that he's not going to be playing against them. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know which way this one's going to go. No Calvert-Lewin, no Alan, and potentially, you know, no Richarlison either. He's a fitness. They're waiting on his results to come back sort of thing. So it, yeah. if, if, those three aren't, if that, those three aren't playing, that's that's huge for Everton. That's massive. Um, I, I If they aren't playing for me, then it's it's Wolves. I think Wolves would probably probably hit them hard um, because Everton's, a lot of Everton's plays come through those sort of three players and and it's a hard, hard loss um, as it would be for any side, you know, losing potentially your two strikers and one of your best midfielders. It's never going to be easy. Um, I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin is the hardest player to replace in the squad. Mm. In terms of having a, a sort of a player to come in and do that sort of role, they lost Hamid Rodriguez. They brought in Gilfie Sigurdsson and basically asked him to do a similar thing. Don't do a mm. lot of running. Don't challenge for the ball when you don't need to. Just arrive late in the box. Be there. Make the pass. It's risky. If it doesn't come off, it doesn't come off. But attempt to pass. Try and release yeah. um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Try and, try and release for Charleston and, and, and even a Wobe at points. And um, I think, yeah, the hardest the hardest part of that is, is going to be getting a player to come in and do the job that Dominic Calvert-Lewin's been doing, which has been absolutely unbeatable in the air. He's beaten, he's beaten centre-backs in the air um, quite a lot this, <laughs> quite a lot this season. He, he's, he's matching big, big, tall, hoofing centre-backs. Uh, and he's, his hold-up play is, is great. He's got a great Super touch, badly. great place. Uh, he, he does his best work between the sticks. He's great at finding himself in the six-yard box when he needs to. Um, it makes it nice. He's always slightly behind the... the, the, the um, the player that's going to make the cross as well, which means they don't get as many offsides. I know he's been caught out offside a lot, <laughs> quite a lot in the early season, but I think he's, he's made a, a real bit, a, a real attempt because it is, it's obviously part of the modern game. It's, it's, it's much, much harder to keep yourself on side. Um, I think he's been, he's been making decent efforts, like dragging players out of positions as well. And I just, yeah, he's, he's, just, he's a cracking player. And even when he's not scoring, he offers quite a lot to Evans play. Big, big miss. I, I, I think he's, Definitely the hardest player to replace, as you say, Simo. His his presence and what he offers the team in in terms of the work that he does up front, like you say, with the hold up play and and the general centre forward play um, as as a number nine, he's really effective. So it'll be really interesting to see if Everton can come away with with all three points from this one. I personally think if it, if there's going to be a result, it's going to go in Wolves' favour or mm. it'll be a draw, um, just because of that that particular factor and with the other players missing that Jake mentioned as well, Alan, for example, um, potentially Richarlison. Um, I'd like to see Wolves, you know, play well as well and put in a good performance um, and, and make a you know, good game of it. Um, hopefully we'll get one. I think it'd be quite competitive. I think it'd be a good game regardless. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it'd be quite competitive. I think we'll probably see, I think Everton will stick with a 4-3-3. Um, mm. Look at Dini, I've seen is, is, is managing his way back to fitness as well. Um, yeah, he did try uh, Chenk Tosun, formerly of Crystal Palace, uh, against <laughs> the Southern in the FA Cup. Rotherham. Rotherham. Uh, and I, I'm not sure of the job he did, but I know for a fact he's probably not got the physicality or the, the stamina or the pace or really anything that can match Dominic Calvert Lewin's mm. um, attributes. Mm. Maybe maybe he's as good a finisher. I doubt it though, because he's, I mean, he Calvert scored Lewin's against <laughs> he scored against Rotherham, but like. Um, 
from what I've seen on from a lot of Everton fans is that they they don't really like him. Um, he's he's not obviously he's nowhere near the level that Calvin Lewin's at, um, and but you know he potentially can come in and do a job for them. But no, he's 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 not he's got a shade on uh, Dominic Calvin Lewin. That's for sure. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, over to the the Wednesday, uh, and we start off with Man City at home against Brighton. Man City are on the on the up here for me, definitely. Mm. Um, I don't think Brighton. I think has got to be the goal has got to be don't get embarrassed um, because you don't want to be the team that Pep stomps all over. He will be Pep. I know for a fact he'll be looking for a play, a team to stomp all over and lay down a yep. marker. Um, we've seen Man City go the full from Christmas period to the end of the season, not lose a game and win every. Game. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what Pep will be trying to do. I think. Um, I think Pep's. Looked at Dan Byrne and saw an opportunity there, and he's rubbing his hands together, isn't he? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, there's a, there's a prime opportunity. There's a prime opportunity to just let someone like Phil Foden just terrorise Dan Byrne all day. <laughs> oh, so I like Dan Byrne. <laughs> I like Dan Byrne as well. I like Dan Byrne as well. There's not many six foot four left backs in the Premier League. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, I can't. It's just because he had such a torrid time against Wolves, didn't well, he? That's the thing. It was just like, oh, Dan Bond, try to your man. Dan's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> don't let him get away from you. What do you mean, don't let him get away from me? <laughs> I mean, I can't look past Man City for this. They've won the last six against Brighton and they've all been very convincing I mean the last game was 5-0 the one before that was 4-0 and it was 4-1 so I mean I can imagine this one going There's a pattern there, pretty similarly way yeah um, you know I like Brighton I like the way they play I like the style of football but I don't think they've got enough to uh, <laughs> to challenge yeah we've, we've spoken before about about what we like about Brighton and how good they are but it's, you know as, as good as a team as they are and as, as good as football they can play at the minute they're just they're just going to be outclassed, aren't they, by yeah. by this Man City team? Um, it's as simple as that, really. I, I think they'll be very lucky to to come away with anything from this game. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be a walkover like the last few games, but to be honest, oh, the last few times they played them, I mean, but um, you know, there's definitely the potential there because at the minute, Man City, are, you know, in form, mm. and when they're playing well, they score goals. So. Mm. It could easily happen. We could easily see a four-five-nil here. I think. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, maybe Brighton if they can get if they get maybe a counter attack. Although Man City looks so much more organised at the back, like a team that's mm. that's really set up to defend, defend Definitely. well. Um, yeah, no, not, nobody's not the, getting any joy not, out of uh, yeah. Diaz at the minute. Are they? Um, so yeah, I think going to have a difficult time with it. For me, put five at the back. Don't get embarrassed. See if you can find <laughs> Danny Welbeck or something. <laughs> um, over to this match together, and we should we should say before we go any further, a lot of these are over, we're talking about a lot of these fixtures. Prepare for things to change at a moment's notice. Um, with, <laughs> with this new strain of Corona, <laughs> as we've just had a, a fixture match together in Spurs Fulham at the the eight fifteen kickoff. Spurs are at home. Um, Scott Parker surely looking for another draw. <laughs> he's the, he's the draw man. <laughs> I think, think they do well to get a draw against Spurs. Um, but stranger things have happened. You know, Spurs are, are guilty of um, of putting a you know, poor performance in, aren't they? <laughs> so I think um, I don't know how much of a confidence boost it will be. You know, dicking a eighth tier side at the weekend. Um, <laughs> did you see the? Did you see the? Uh, I think it was a guy 
took a picture out his house window and got his window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gareth Bale tweeted back. Tweeted back. Waving emoji. Imagine, imagine looking out your your back garden and seeing Gareth Bale running around. Not bad, is it? It's not happened for a few weeks. <laughs> it's been a few weeks since I've seen old Gareth out the back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I think um, I think Spurs probably get something here. Um, yeah. Yeah, although you could still probably say they are a little bit inconsistent, but not as inconsistent as they, they used to be, where they kind of play great, play mm-hmm. terrible, play great again, play terrible, terrible, great, great, great. <laughs> you know, you know where I'm going with this. I think it's uh, that those those poor performances are coming slightly further between. Or a little bit more further between, I would say. Um, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's. Um, I think every team has performances over, over a season that aren't as good as they should be, and every team goes through a, a little bit of a slump. Um, and we do see around this time of year, you know, teams do tend to dip off. And Spurs have had a dip over the last, of course, the last month or so, drawing games that they should be winning or, or losing, you know, against Leicester games you'd expect them to be more competitive in. Um, I think this one is just an opportunity for Son and Kane to to get themselves a couple of goals. Definitely. Um, hopefully, you know, we see that as well. Um, they've obviously rested them at the weekend, so they should be a bit more prepared. I, I think, as I say, Fulham will be lucky to, to come away with anything, but if they do, it's a massive result for them. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't see Fulham come away with anything in this. Son and Kane are unbelievable. They're unplayable at the minute. And Jose's, I think, probably got um, Tottenham starting to play how he wants them to play and how he wants them to set up. And and I, yeah, I can't, I can't look any further past past Tottenham. But you know, Jose's sides are prone to these mad games where they'll <laughs> supposed to walk all over someone and they'll get beat. So you know, potentially this could be one of those games. But personally, I can't see that happening. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much in the same camp as you boys. <laughs> where I think um, Spurs, Spurs should probably get the three points here. Um, over to a team that's on the up, Arsenal. Play Crystal Palace at home. Hard old night for this, Roy. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, um, I think Roy's probably... He's, they beat Sheffield United and he's thought, yeah, we can go on a, potentially a bit of a run here. And then seeing in the next game, they've got Arsenal. Um, <laughs> so, which is probably isn't ideal, but, you know, looking, they've the run... The last three games against Arsenal, they're actually unbeaten. So, um, you know, it's potentially a good omen for them that they are um, unbeaten against Arsenal. They got a win. Uh, Eze's pace potentially can cause Arsenal some problems as well. Um, you know, yeah, they do have those quality players. They do have those quality yeah. players, absolutely, and and it can potentially hurt Arsenal because, as we know, Arsenal have not been you know the most solid looking at the back, and even though they've been improving, um, they're still susceptible. And Palace, can, Palace, sort of those sides that can definitely, definitely hurt you. I think three weeks ago I'd have said Palace will win this game. Mm. Uh, now <laughs> I, I fancy Arsenal. I can't look past them, unfortunately, uh, for for Roy. Um, Arsenal, as as we said, you know they've been so good in the last couple of games. While they still have weaknesses, I, I think they'll have too much attacking wise for Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace, uh, you know, as good as they are going forward, I think defensively they're they're very weak as well, and they don't. Mm. They don't close players down enough. They don't press enough. You know, they don't make it difficult as as difficult as it should be for teams to score against them. And at the moment, the, you know, if you get the likes of Saka on the ball, you know, it, I don't th- think they're going to cause them too many too many you know, problems. And um, Arsenal will be too strong. Now, Arteta's came out and said that Pepe is part of the long term plan for Arsenal, uh, and that they can envision success from there at the club or something along those lines, mm. but. Saka is having so much joy playing out on the right-hand side 
And that's where Pepe needs to play because he is so one-footed. Unless he's <laughs> been working on his te- technical ability of his right foot, then he's not. If he goes out in the left, the only thing, the only option he's going to have to <laughs> is is to swing it in, and, and there's no point in doing that because they have Kieran Tierney out there to do that exact that exact thing. Um, I just can't see him displacing Saka. Uh, although Saka is still young, he's he's not proven in the Premier League just yet. I think. Um, if he can continue his, his development, I think that would be fantastic for Arsenal. And they would have a, you know, a homegrown player that's, that's, you know, worth a lot of money and, mm-hmm. and, and probably one they could keep for 10 years if they nailed him down. Um, mm. so I just, I think they're committed to Pepe because they're, they're literally still paying for him and they are still paying for him for like the next five years or so. <laughs> as far yeah. as, uh, uh, what do you think? It's Jake? a lot of money, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, Pef, Pepe for me is, he's a, he's a bust, isn't he? In the sense of, he just every time I've sort of seen him play, he just looks lazy and he doesn't look like he really wants to be there. He doesn't really look like he wants to play football. I've oh, seen good things for Pepe. We've seen very, few, things. very, very few and far between. Very seen few. A and far between. Did not score that screamer. Yeah, but for seventy-two million pounds, <laughs> you know, scoring, uh, scoring a couple of <laughs> scoring a couple of goals isn't been, uh, isn't what you want, is it? <laughs> he's being he's being outshone at the minute by. Saka, though. That's yeah, the thing. people kind I of think, forgot about them. I, I think, think that's why they had to speak about them. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, while, while they do want to keep him involved for all the money they spent on him, you can't drop the the form player, or, you know, one of the form players in your side at the minute for somebody of, of Pepe's, you know, calibre who's who's not going to give you as much effort as you need. Mm. Like, Saka will run, you know, run his bollocks off for the team. Exactly. And he creates so much. Whereas Pepe doesn't do that, and it's like I think at the minute, if um, if Arteta was to drop Saka, he'd, he'd be mad, um, regardless of how much Pepe costs. But yeah. maybe maybe throw him on if the game's already won. Throw him on in the second half, give him a chance to to make his mark and and challenge for that place. But for me, I think Saka's got that that right wing slot nailed down at this point. Pepe'd have to do something spectacular to. Um... To displace him Definitely. at the minute, or Saka to Definitely. get injured or suspended or something like that, because on form alone at the moment, there's absolutely no way that Pepe is displacing Saka, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him to either. I like you know English talent coming through, and and Saka's one that's very very exciting for the future, and well at the moment as well, he's exciting at the minute, which is always always fun. Yeah, I'm very much in the same camp. I cannot look past Saka. One exciting youngster. Uh, Pepe, I think whoever signed him for 72 million needs the fucking sack. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> that was my club and someone's Emery did, didn't he? <laughs> did he? Well, did Emery sign him? Or no, no. I Emery mean, never had any say over the fucking... Um... I think... Um, where did they get him from? Was it Leo? Leo? Yeah. yeah. I think they'll, they'll be laughing all the way yeah, to the back. They probably are. They're probably are. Oh, by the way, we'll be doing all 10 million next month. <laughs> I think he, I think he did really well for them as well, which sort of drove the price up a little bit. But now, seeing how he's playing, they'll be like, "Yeah, keep keep them millions rolling." Yeah, in exactly. And, they uh, finance Leo for about ten years now. Enjoy the enjoy the Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably massively massively aware that he was probably good enough for league one, maybe mm. not good enough for the Premier League. But uh, yeah, hey. as far as I'm aware, in IM, they didn't have any sane signings. It was down to um, the back team, which is probably why they couldn't get a, a, a coach like Ancelotti, because um, they're never going to give them the guarantees that they need. Exactly. Um, so before we move on, we're on to Saturday the 16th fixtures here, and this is actually game week 19 we're on to now. Uh, and Wolves take on West Brom at home. Uh, Big Sam, I mean, Wolves have just played on the Tuesday, so it's not too it's not too much fixture congestion for them. Mm. Um, what do you think? What do you think, Jed? If there's one game that 
will matter to West Brom this season. It's the it's Wolves um, being a local derby. So I think that is something that Big Sam could use to fire the players up a Definitely. little bit. And I think they'll have benefited from having the rest as well. Um, over the, the week, as you say, Wolves have played in in midweek. Obviously, this is really weird for us to be looking ahead to this fixture because we don't know what's going to happen in, you know, in the week. They may well have gone out and, and absolutely battered Everton um, or they may have you know been, been absolutely shot so we don't know um, <laughs> what's going to happen I think on paper you fancy Wolves but it's a derby isn't it and, and, and Big Sam he'll know exactly what this game means to the West Brom fans and the minute they've not had a lot to cheer about so I think he'll want to get come away with, with three points here and there's every chance that they could do that I think Do you think Snodgrass comes in for this game? He certainly possibly certainly yeah. considered yeah, yeah. He potentially adds something that they've been lacking. I think he will. I think mm. actually, Big Star, we've seen in the past that he actually doesn't like. I know it's like it's it's strange that when managers are reluctant to play players of sign straight away, aren't they? Yeah. These days, it's like they've got to break them in, but quite obviously that players are coming into teams with, mm. with poor form, and a lot of the time it's just like, oh, but we're losing, so your first game is us three 0 down. Yeah, get <laughs> on the pitch. Time. I don't think get on the pitch. I don't think Big Sam will do that with with. Uh, no, I think, I, think I think he would say, "I'll I'll sit you out there on the wing. I want you putting crosses in. I want you taking every set piece, and you know." trying to find the big men that come up he's got that experience hasn't he that's like the that. thing he's got a Premier League experience which I think West Brom are like lacking massively in that squad so he'll definitely add something in he's got a bit of quality to him as well so yeah. he'll definitely add something in that team I can maybe see him actually sitting more central uh, and yeah, he's able to play central as well as out in the wing um, yeah I can, I can actually foresee maybe him just being another link in the chain to try and move the ball up the pitch um, yeah Although Big Sam yeah. likes a four four two, so it'll probably look like he, he might actually play wide. Come to think of it, probably not get the height that Big Sam would need a player to to, to play in the central midfield area. Um, but yeah, well, we can't really predict what he's going to do. Only Big Sam knows that. Uh, I actually do think we will see Robert Grass in that game. Yeah, if I was to call it. Yeah, I think so as well. I think I think um, a draw would be a really good result for West Brom. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. As I say, it's it's hard to predict at this point because Wolves are playing in the week. But I think if West if if that game finishes a draw, I think Big Sam will definitely be the happier of the, the two managers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think so. Now another game that's going to be very very hard for us to predict because we don't know how Brighton are going to go <laughs> and do it against Man City. So the next <laughs> fixture is Leeds at home uh, against Brighton. Uh, and normally you'd probably can. I think I would have this down to be more competitive than you actually think. I think this is going to uh, be a really good game. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a bit of a sleeper um, game that people a lot of people aren't really looking at, and then it's going to sort of explode. Like both sides are attacking; they're both leaky at the back. Potentially, you know, plays up up into each other's hands, and it's you know a bit of a basketball game where both sides are backwards and forwards, and, and they're just attacking each other. And it potentially this could be the one. It's whoever just outscores the other team. Quite simply. Yeah, I agree, Jake. I think there's definitely potential for goals here. Um, I think in terms of goal threat, Leeds probably have more. Mm. But as you say, they're they're very leaky at the back. Um, both sides are, so it's it's got great potential, and we you know, could have a you know a two all, three all on our hands here, because um, Leeds will stick to the way they play, won't they? In an attack, definitely, and, yeah. and they'll leave themselves exposed, and, and if if Brighton can get themselves on the counter attack um, and move the ball forward in you know the way that they like to do, then um, then yeah, it could definitely be an interesting game this one. Yeah, I'm of the same opinion, really. I mean, anybody that's 
I mean, we've been actually fairly not too bad on predicting the Leeds fixtures, haven't we? But we'll mainly say the same things we always do. We're like, oh, this is absolutely mental. That full team is mental. The coach is mental. All the players are mental. It's probably going to be a mental fixture <laughs> than it normally is. Uh, Marcel Bielsa. Um, I, don't, I don't see Leeds making any signings in this window. And I don't know because he's, he's, you can never really predict them. So without being able to predict them, you, can, you can't really label them as consistent. So unless they start just winning every game... Um, then I don't see this being the form that maybe takes at me at European level. And I know a lot of people probably think I'm absolutely crazy for saying that, but you need to pick up points um, against your your peers if you're going to try and break that top six or break that top seven. Um, if obviously, man, you're a, a, a team that, that's, that's um, qualified for Europe win their FA Cup, which is normally the case. I just think if, it, if they could just defend, <laughs> we'd be better <laughs> with the game's won. <laughs> <laughs> If they could just defend, yeah, yeah they do the, need to defend better. It would be, yeah, it would be if they, if they could defend. To be honest, it would be unstoppable because <laughs> they are they're a special team at moving the ball. They really, really are. Uh, I seen a tweet that said um, Calvin Cal, uh, Calvin Phillips was the 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 most overrated player in the Premier League right now, which I highly disagree mm. with. I think he's he's a superb yeah. um, player. For I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Um, Considering he was um, sort of like um, transformed from a, a number 10 position into the sort of deep line. He, he plays in a defensive midfield position, but he, he's yeah. definitely in sort of that playmaker bracket. But at the same time, he's physical oh, yeah, enough to, to, to recover and recycle the ball. I think as far as like doing the job that he has to do, which is essentially recover and recycle the ball into play. Um, he, yeah, he's, he's definitely up there in the, in the stats from what I've looked at. You know, nothing says that, he, that he's flopping just because um, Leeds have a few inconsistent games and they have had a few this season. Um, Spurs was a bit of a smack in the mouth for them, I think. Um, because <laughs> we did say it and we'll go over it again is that. Jose Mourinho would have set up that way and Bielsa played right in it and Leeds played right in it. And just because Definitely. that happens doesn't mean that Calvin Phillips isn't still an exciting young player, especially for, for England. Um, oh, of course. With the likes of Jordan Anderson getting older, a player of that sort of ability next to Dec- with Declan Rice, obviously, uh, I think yeah. is going to be good options going forward. Yeah, I do. I really like I really Calvin him. Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. Really do. What is he? A twenty-one, twenty-two. Still got loads, loads of room to grow and a better player. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, Leeds. If they could just find a wee bit more consistency, I think would just. I'd love to see them in a European campaign because it would be absolutely mental. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Europa as well. Europa, not not Champions League. I'd prefer they come any away goals. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many they can speed as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every tie goes to extra time penalties. <laughs> be brilliant, wouldn't it? It'd be absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it would be. Um, the one that's maybe not too exciting: West Ham Burnley. Um, I'm not sure how to call this one. A tough one for me to call. A tough one to call. Hundred percent. One all draw. Yeah, it'd be a draw. I don't yeah, think I, I don't mind. I, I, I don't think either side walks away happy with a draw, but I think that's what they're going to get because I, I think um, <laughs> both sides have got quality. Uh, Burnley, uh, pretty pretty solid at the back, and West Ham's main strength at the minute is probably their attack mm-hmm. going forward. Um, I think it'll be. I think Burnley will just have enough to, to nullify it, keep mm-hmm. them out for the majority of the game. As I say, I can see it just being a one-all draw. What do you think, Jake? That's my prediction. Yeah, I think obviously we're predicting this one. Off the back of not knowing what's happened to United, um, exactly. United game. So the thing is, if, if, if Burnley get, if Burnley beat Man United, um, 
then they go into this game absolutely buzzing and absolutely bumping. Um, so it, it, if that happens, it's a different game. Um, if they get battered by United, I can see them settling for a point in this game um, just to sort of steady that ship again. And and I think they'd probably be happy with a point in this game. I think they'd be happy with a point away at West Ham. See, the thing is, I, I feel like both managers will probably have this penned in as a win. Um Oh, David Moyes will, definitely. Yeah, I think Moyes will, will mm. expect his team to be at home and to win this match. Um, Sean Dix yeah. will expect team. I want to say continue their good form, but Burnley need to play before they play this fixture, so I don't know if that continue this good form will be a, a valid statement. Um, or maybe maybe it will be you know, turn back into that good form after who the, who the yeah. previous man, United. So Man United, like, yeah. Uh, I, wish I, I wish I could say it with more, more context. I, I do think... Managers like Moyes and, D- and Dice sort of, they, this is where they kind of look for their points, um, and, and, and how they sort of like to get up to that sort of mid table and, and secure level. Uh, although West Ham are obviously playing beyond <laughs> that. <they're about> <laughs> uh, it's a hard, it's a really hard one for me to call, especially of the, without the context of the, of the previous fixtures that they've got to play before they play this match. Um, so yeah, I'll probably agree with you and say yeah, just for safety, it'll be a draw. Sit on the fence, take my nice, <laughs> take my nice sweet seat in that fence. <laughs> uh, on to our next fixture, Fulham at home to Chelsea. Chelsea need to win this. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. This is massive for Chelsea. Yeah, it, it would be a big three points for them if they can't go to Fulham and come away with the win. Then Frank Lampard is in danger, in my opinion, um, because as I say, they. They've dropped points recently where you'd expect them to be to be winning. They've not played very well against Man City. Um, they have had a, a decent period of rest up until this fixture. Mm-hmm. Obviously not playing in midweek, but um, and Fulham obviously are playing in midweek, so that will, won't really help them. But as I say, if they don't come away with a result here, then the questions need to be asked um, because Chelsea have a much stronger side. They've only won one in five, Chelsea, and that. That's not good enough for a side of that stature and the amount of money that they spent on players and the expectation that's at Chelsea. And they, you know, they've got to be looking at this and thinking, we could, we, gosh, we, we need to get three points here because they're ninth now in the league. Um, and that's before all the other fixtures are played. Uh, I'm not sure exactly whereabouts they're going to end or start the weekend. Um, but you know, it's, it's a tough job for Frank Lampard and I think he knows that and he knows that he's got to try and fit all these players in that he's bought into this side and get them firing. Um, but I, I Fulham could make this difficult game for Chelsea if they want massively. I think they will. I don't yeah. think they will. I it's a big game will. for Fulham as well because yeah, you know, they're scrapping for re- relegation. Um, it's a tough game yeah, for Fulham, Chelsea. I want to say Fulham's still very much looking at a side that has the desire to play up they get two big fixtures obviously this that we've not seen yet they have, they have to play Spurs then they have to play Chelsea they'll be looking for something a point between those two games would be I think Definitely. Parker would take that and that way he could carry that momentum into possibly an easier fixture yeah uh, Frank I think is he's been a little hard on his players in the press footballers don't really like that um, <laughs> sometimes they, sometimes they kind of footballers are, are they're more sort of I want to say uh Less open to criticism than, than they used to be. <laughs> Very precious, uh, aren't they? Very yeah, precious. Yeah, they are. They are a precious bunch these days. Um, <laughs> maybe Frank does come from that generation, but it was like you didn't play well, you got hammered, and yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of managers. Yeah, you know, you take you take it at the end of the day, and then you move on. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <sort of thing. laughs> That's spot on impression. Um, yeah, I mean. Too, 
I think it is a absolutely, <laughs> absolutely uh, a must-win for Chelsea here. And I, I think big questions. If, if Frank doesn't get Do three points it? here, big questions. If he gets a draw, questions. If he loses, <sighs> if he loses, do you think he's? Do you uh, think he's in serious trouble if he loses? Oh. Definitely. I think, Definitely. yeah, like Abramovich pick up the phone. Downward spiral, aren't yeah. they? So. I think Abramovich picks up the phone and, and they have a, a conversation. It's an yeah. unpleasant conversation. Do you know Let's where, say we get sacked. Where I think, um, <laughs> yeah, potentially sacking might be too early, but then again, with Abramovich, you never know. Yeah. But I think where Chelsea, where Chelsea yeah. win this game is who they decide to play up front. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> if they stick with Timo Werner, then they're not going to come away with three points. Oh, uh, big shot. I, 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 do, I do think, I genuinely do think that that's the case. I think you have to pick the players that are playing well uh, and they especially need to do that at the minute and, and they need to be going with, with Giroud or with Abraham ahead of Timo Werner. Um, simple as that. Potentially there's you know the chance to get players like, like Ziyech on the ball and in games like this where yeah. they cause problems for, for the Fulham's fullbacks who are probably less... Um, have less quality than they need at this level potentially but um, I I personally my tactic for this would be get a Giroud and sling crosses into the big man and, and cause the defenders problems that way get the goals and then play the fancy football later on in the game because they need the three points but as I say I, I think if they stick with Werner up front I can't see them it was quite funny um, the win, I think. when Chelsea draw Chelsea played in the FA Cup I've seen obviously team of Werner scored it was against Morecambe but a lot of Chelsea fans were sort of saying, um, oh, Fern is back. And I was like, well, he's never been here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, he's not arrived yet. So how can you say he's back? You know, and they were all singing singing his praises. And I was like, yeah, all right, happy days he scored. But let's remember it was against Morecambe. So, you know, let's all just calm down for a minute first. Yeah. And, um, you know. <laughs> Screams of like Joe Linton gets his FA Cup goals and says he's going to turn his form around in the Premier League. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's very much that, um, very much that for me. I, you know what? I reckon if if, uh, if Chelsea put us out up front against Morecambe, one of us would get a goal. <laughs> well, I, don't yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I would, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, could not hit a pig's arse with a banjo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he needs to play the. Uh, I'm very much in agreement with yeah, Juru up front, and then I quite look, I quite like um, Zayek as a player. Uh, I think his early form at Chelsea, I think, was pretty special before he got that injury. Pulisic again as a player, yeah. I, I rate highly. Hudson Adoy, unbelievable player, yeah. Every time he's every time he's he's called up, he, he performs fairly well. It seems to be when he starts, he kind of lacks confidence, but he seems to be great <laughs> off the bench. Um, yeah, they're definitely not short of fucking options you know what I mean let's not let's not look at them as all poor Chelsea they have fucking a lot of firepower going forward <laughs> exactly yeah, I feel like there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of oh poor Chelsea but at the end of the day they spent like, like 300 million pounds in the summer so let's not oh mm-hmm. poor Chelsea they've made they've done this themselves <laughs> exactly Exactly. Okay, on to the next fixture <laughs> of the Saturday, 16th of June. Uh, oh, Leicester face Southampton. Uh, oh, it's the 9-0 derby. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you, you know think, Jed? This has got great potential. Great potential in this game to be a, 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 a thriller again um, with goals <laughs> in. I think Southampton are a much better side now than they were when they got beaten 9-0. Uh, by Leicester you've got Ings at one end Vardy at the other um, the battle of the Englishman isn't it yeah this this could go, could go either way <laughs> could go either way this one 
I think um, Leicester obviously like to play more on the counter-attack. Um, Southampton like to press and mm. sort of let other teams maybe have a bit more possession on the ball. So it's going to be an interesting contest. Well, it's um, a great contest, isn't it? Because it's like, it's, it's Madison versus Ward-Prowse, Ings versus Farley, yeah. uh, Telemans versus Romeo. You know, there's a lot of... It's a good game, it's a really good game, isn't it? This one, it's a really, really good game. Absolutely, yeah. And there's a lot because you don't, you don't forget getting pumped nine now for a long, long time. Well, let's remember that. Let's remember though, they did beat Leicester in the game after that. So yeah, they did. They did. So yeah, yeah. They've got saved They're much. As I say, they're a much better side now than they were when they got they they got that dick in last year. I think both sides are better sides. Oh yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, I think Leicester at the minute are, are playing really well as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how Southampton deal with the likes of Vardy and, and Madison because they've looked really good in the last few games. Madison, especially last time, had a really good game. Um, I can't remember where they played, but he played really well. So <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> as I say, I think be, there you go. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a really really interesting game. Um, one that I can't call at this point. Do you think Leicester will sign the um, giant, giant Leicester will uh, sell the the nine now DVDs at the game, even though no one's <laughs> going to be there? Still, no, there's no fans there. Still have a Oh, by the way, do they still <laughs> do that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can buy yourself yeah, a DVD. Make DVDs. <laughs> Did they actually make DVDs when that game? Yeah, yeah, did they? Did they? Yeah, 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 they, they, they made DVDs and sold them at the stadium. I think wow. actually they were selling them on the day. Um, Southampton came to them. So obviously Southampton got the win away uh, in, the, uh, in the match after. So uh, uh, top stuff from, from Leicester. Top shit house. Today. Probably Jamie Vardy's idea. That's made of Vardy all over it, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. Directed by Jamie Vardy. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Vardy leaves a DVD in all the Southampton's bench uh, <laughs> before they go to the <laughs> Right, over to the... Oh, Jesus, boys, there's just too much football. We'll do the Sunday and then... Oh, do you know what? There's just so much, just so much football to talk about. <laughs> um, it's crazy. Yeah, we'll, we'll do... Let's, let's, let's talk about Sunday's fixtures. Or that Sunday's fixtures. Sunday the 17th. <laughs> Aston Villa fit. In fact, do you know what? Yeah, we'll crack on. You thought I was knocking off here. Oh, thank God we go home with our families. No, you stay here. You disappoint. <laughs> He's a dictator, ladies and gentlemen. Simo is an absolute dictator. Me and Ted have no say in anything that happens. I see more of Simo and Jake these days than I see of Hannah. <laughs> and he loves that. He wants to talk yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't love that. <laughs> uh, over to on the Sunday seventeenth, Aston Villa face Everton um, at home. So Villa wouldn't have played Premier League played for weeks, have they? <laughs> yeah, for a, for, a, for a wee while here. So does that does that spin on Everton's favour, or does that give um, Aston Villa the, the the rest legs from the intensity of a Premier League fixture? A bit of both. At this point, probably gives Villa the upper, the upper hand. I think mm. um, because if. It, as I say, Everton are playing so frequently, um, and Villa have have had that rest that rest period. I think it can only help Villa because they will they'll do um, they'll be much better off having the rest at this time of year with all these fixtures coming their way. I think. Yeah, I think it's didn't have to play it, It's a bit of both. I think the the rest will have helped, but then 
you know, the match sharpness will be in Everton's favour because they'll be, you know, used to sort of playing. And like you said, they didn't play in the FA Cup either. Um, their last game was, you know, they got beat by United. Um, so they'll they'll want to try and come back from that um, and they'll want to turn that game around and, and hopefully yeah, pick up really their form. Again. That game. They were, they played really well. And if they if they play like that against Everton, I can see them definitely coming away with something in that game. I think so. I think if, if you know, we were talking earlier about Wolves having a, a good chance to beat Everton, I think if if, if Wolves can, then Villa certainly can. Um, because I think Villa at the minute are playing better football than Wolves. I would say so anyway. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think... I think that you could definitely make a case for for Villa taking all three points there. Mm, 100%. I agree. I agree. It would depends on the fitness of the Everton players because we do know they could... And who's that. playing, if um, any of them are fucked. Yeah, so again, this is yeah. probably a little bit yeah. too too far in the future to, to predict. And if you look at the rest of the fixtures on that day, you have Sheffield United host Spurs at home, Liverpool at home to Man United, Man City at home to Crystal Palace. And I do think we should probably wait and see the results of the other fixtures before we actually come to stay, especially Liverpool-Man United. We mm. need to see them the form of Man United against Burnley to see if they continue mm. that before we can sort of make any predictions about that match. Uh, it is a derby and it is, will be a one of its own, so maybe the Burnley fixture doesn't affect it too much. I would still see it, I, I'd still see it as relevant and I'd probably want to see that match before I actually go on and predict... Um, of what's going to happen in the 17th. Again, that is a week away from now. A lot can happen in football in a week. Liverpool mm. players could get injured. Liverpool could sneak in a centre-back. I wouldn't completely rule it out. Um, I think I think we come back. We're going to come back, ladies and gentlemen, with the with the rest, with another preview for these matches. Uh, we will also be back to, to review the matches we've talked about today. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks very much for joining me, Jake. Thank you very much, mate. See you soon. Thanks very much for joining me, Jed. Been a pleasure, lads. As always. Thanks very much to the listeners. Uh, I will, will. We're always updating on Twitter when we're going to be back. I keep saying it at the end of the episode, and I'm very much wrong most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Um, thank you very much again. Yeah, <laughs> just a little thank you to all the listeners as well. Um, we've just hit yeah. two thousand downloads. Uh, well, we're actually over two thousand oh, yeah, downloads now. So, yeah. yeah, we're flying yeah, again. So we just want to thank everybody for that. Crazy numbers, but. It's hard to believe that on the end of it is like 500 people a week. It's, it's kind of weird. At this point, we went from like 60 people a week to 500 in a space of like seven days. Um, Crazy. Yeah, absolutely bizarre that. But yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. It makes our day uh, every time we get a, a bit of feedback from you guys as well. Okay. Uh, but we'll be, we'll be back very, very soon with a review, preview. Of course, we'll get the Premier League's all-time worst 11 coming out. Fairly sharpish. Uh, and we also like to fit another transfer episode. Transfer episode three. Probably coming out in a week's time as well so lots of good stuff coming up for you guys uh, and we'll see you in the next one cheerio bye toodles sports social podcast network with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.